0: Hi, everyone. I'm Becca. And I'm Sarah. And you're listening to Unsavory. Today, we are covering the story of Brittany Dawn, the social media fitness and nutrition influencer, and how she launched her business to help women struggling with disordered eating by providing them with customized nutrition plans, or so they thought. What she was really doing was putting thousands of her clients on the same low-calorie diet plan, ignoring customer complaints, and blocking anyone who spoke out about her deceptive business practices. And it gets
2: even worse, but I don't want to spoil it for you. I know absolutely nothing about this story, but I already know it's going to be terrible. Yeah,
0: you better believe it's
2: going to (laughs) be terrible. But on that note, let's get into it. Are you ready? Yep, yeah, let's do it. The information in this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. If you're interested in medical nutrition therapy or personalized nutrition advice, please talk to a physician or registered dietitian in your area. If you have a history of disordered eating, be advised that nutrition details will be discussed and take the steps you need to protect your recovery journey. All the citations and relevant links for anything mentioned in this episode will be in our show notes on our website, unsavorypodcast.com. This podcast may contain coarse language, mature subject matter, and content of a violent or disturbing nature listener discretion is advised this is an independently produced podcast if you'd like to donate to the podcast you can sign up as a donor through the patreon link in our bio if you could rate review follow and share our show with your true crime and food loving friends that would
1: really help us out and we will be forever grateful quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side?
0: I want to add a trigger warning to this episode. So this story will include discussions around calories, weight loss, and disordered eating. So if this does not fit into your recovery journey, please do feel free to skip this episode. And shout out to my sources, which are all listed in the show notes at unsavorypodcast.com. I used an article in The Guardian by Jess McHugh and two others, an insider by Jacob Shamsian and Jeff Weiss. So I consider myself a pretty empathetic person. I tend to see the good in people, sometimes to my own detriment. And when doing my research on Brittany Dawn, she definitely had her endearing qualities. Like she's an entrepreneur. She comes across as very vulnerable, sharing a lot about her past struggles with things like disordered eating, fertility, and becoming a foster parent. So at first you do really want to like her. Brittany Dawn Davis's origin story starts in Fort Worth, Texas in 1991, the year she was born. Not too much is known about her life prior to her fitness career, but she has claimed to have worked as a vet technician for a number of years. She has also openly discussed her struggles with disordered eating and has stated that she overcame them through exercise and quote-unquote healthy eating.
2: Mm, Pretty sure that's not how that works.
0: She began her career in fitness as a competitive bodybuilder, participating in bikini competitions, and would often post body shots on social media channels using hashtags like fitness, weight loss, and team Brittany Dawn. She grew her audience pretty quickly, likely because she is extremely charismatic and always really put together. So she has bleach blonde hair, she's super tanned, and always seems to have a full face of makeup on. Not really my style, but I could see why some younger women might be drawn to her or try to aspire to be like her. In 2014, she began to monetize her platform. She started a YouTube channel where she posted videos about how she overcame her eating disorder, but also videos with exercise tips and her favorite low-cal Starbucks orders. In these videos, she promoted her products and services, specifically her personalized meal plans and fitness coaching plans, and she used her own physical transformation to market them.
2: So she is literally drawing in vulnerable people who are likely watching eating disorder content because they relate to it in some capacity and then sharing the exact things that could harm them the most. Exactly. So you see how this is problematic already. I see where this is going, and I do not like it.
0: And it is strange because while she does sell these nutrition plans, her social media page rarely showcases anything food-related except the odd Starbucks order, like I mentioned. And there's a few photos of her posing with giant pizzas and large boxes of donuts, which automatically gives me the feeling that she might have still been struggling with her relationship with food at this time because these types of posts seem a bit more performative if that's all she's posting, if that makes sense. Definitely cheat day vibes. Mm -hmm. In 2016, she married her high school sweetheart, Zach Greisen, but after only a few years, the marriage ended and apparently not on great terms. There was speculation that she had cheated on Zach especially after Zach tweeted some less-than-cryptic tweets claiming that he had spent 10 years with somebody he knew couldn't be faithful, and that could only really be her. Then, according to some Reddit threads that I came across, she apparently came forward saying that he was verbally abusive, but with very few details beyond that. So it sounds like it was a very messy end to their relationship and just possibly a very messy relationship in general. But this didn't hold Brittany back. She started to see some success with her programs and formed Brittany Dawn Fitness LLC. In addition to her programs, she offered support via text message, giving clients direct access to her and her breadth of knowledge. Because Brittany had discussed her eating disorder in depth and had shared what had worked for her, often referring to herself as an eating disorder soldier many clients were under the impression that she had some professional training in ED recovery. And she had amassed a huge following with about half a million followers on Instagram and another quarter million subscribers on YouTube. So thousands of people had purchased her packages ranging from $92 for a one-off consultation to $300 for three months of personalized nutrition and fitness coaching. But there were a few issues beyond the ones we've already identified. She had thousands of clients that she was either offering personalized products or individualized sessions to. And you and I as dietitians, we know that it can be challenging to see more than a handful of people in a day for customized care.
2: Definitely. That is way too many clients to have on your caseload at one time.
0: hmm So she was definitely taking on more than she could handle. And She began taking some shortcuts, like sending out the exact same plan to all of her clients. Mm -mm. But her clients still thought that they were getting plans that were personalized to them based on the health information they had shared with her.
2: Because that's what they would paid for.
0: Exactly. The other issue, and this one is a biggie, her meal plans, which were being sent out to clients in ED recovery promoted weight loss through calorie restriction, and workouts that some clients claimed would take an hour and a half to
2: complete. That is not okay. She's actively causing harm. Mm -hmm.
0: So fellow dietitian Abby Sharp, she did a a brief TikTok video on this scandal saying that her meal plans clocked out at about 900 calories a
2: day on Mm -hmm. average. Yeah, that's a note from me.
0: I found a copy of one of these meal plans on Reddit, and they are outrageous. So she has you eat six meals a day, but let me tell you what these meals look like. So meal number six for both Monday and Tuesday on this plan, it includes one tablespoon of natural peanut butter, one scoop of protein powder, and two low-sodium rice cakes. Like I don't even know where that protein powder is supposed to go in this meal.
2: I guess mixed into the peanut butter, but I truly cannot think of anything that sounds drier. The rice cakes and natural peanut butter, which is a little bit drier, and then mm-hmm. powder.
0: Oh my gosh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't even smear. It wouldn't smear.
2: You'd rip your <laughs> I'm rice. I'm curious to try it. <laughs> just to see how much of a disaster it is. <laughs> the rice cake would just crumble all over the place. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so meal number three and five throughout the same week, they sound a bit more like meals in terms of the foods that they include, but they're still wildly restrictive. For instance, meal number five for Wednesday and Thursday is three ounces of ground turkey, 10 asparagus spears, and 12 almonds. There's no mention of seasonings, cooking oils, or anything really. So while being restrictive, it's also incredibly lazy. (laughs) It gives clients zero information on how to prepare the food. Like in multiple cases, she has oats on the menu, but doesn't mention if she's talking about oatmeal or if she's expecting clients to eat dry oats. It's all very unclear.
2: Yeah, it's not so much a meal plan, but like an odd collection of ingredients minus the actual meal part. And it definitely doesn't have a lot of value Caloric or culinary?
0: Yeah, and her lowest tier for these these plans, I believe I said it was ninety three dollars, and
2: that's not cheap. This to
0: me does not seem like a plan that's worth hundred dollars.
2: Definitely not. Mm-mm. I want to have the best oats of my life if they're coming from a meal plan that I paid hundred dollars <laughs> for, not dry oats. And I'm like, should I cook it with water or milk or cinnamon? What's going on here? I know,
0: no seasonings, no fun. Agreed. By 2015, whisperings of her program being a scam started circulating. People were becoming suspicious when Brittany's plans didn't align with what they had asked for, and they began receiving strange replies from her. In one instance, a client who had disclosed to Brittany that she was struggling with anorexia was prescribed a low-calorie diet plan and lots of cardio.
2: Okay, so actively harming people. Profiting off harming people.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: When reaching out to Brittany with their concerns, many women received generic responses like, you've got this, babe, and you're killing it, completely Mm -hmm. disregarding what they were reaching out about. Those seem like bot responses. Bot responses or somebody who is just so overwhelmed with clients that they don't have the time, the energy to Mm -hmm. actually reply and aren't even probably reading the comments. Yeah, totally. Copy, paste, copy, paste. So those who complained or posted critical comments publicly were immediately blocked on her social platforms. And then many of these individuals who were being blocked, they had spent money on these products and now had no way of contacting her. And this is, I think, where she kind of fudged up because a lot of these women may have thought that they were having like a one-off poor experience with Britney, but by cutting off communication and blocking them, their spidey senses kind of went up. I love a collective realization. hmm So many of them were part of the Facebook group called Team Brittany Dawn, which was run by Brittany. But it slowly became a space to air grievances about her. As their comments were deleted and they were blocked from the group, they formed the Brittany Dawn Fitness Complaint Facebook group. And here, the women realized that they were all being sent the same customized plans and customizes in quotations. And in some cases, clients weren't even contacted to initiate their plans. So they had spent money and received nothing in return. And when asking for a refund, Brittany would only offer a partial refund, like 50%. And that was if they would sign a non-disclosure agreement. Wow. That seems coercive. In February of 2019, these complaints reached critical mass. But it wasn't until a video went viral of a comedian confronting her at a fitness convention that shit kind of hit the fan. Basically, this prankster comedian named Cassidy Campbell, he went to the Fitness Expo in Los Angeles dressed up as a Trump supporter in All-American get-up, a fake mustache, and bright yellow sunglasses. Brittany was working at a booth for a coffee company when Campbell approached her saying, excuse me, I have a question. You look familiar. You look like you stole my daughter's money. Oh, The smile on her face like turns into, I don't know if if I even mentioned this, but this is all recorded. There's video footage of this happening. Yeah, it's on YouTube.
2: Oh my gosh,
0: I must watch. You must. It's brief. <laughs> I recommend. But the smile on her face like quickly turns into this look of fear. And she immediately just grabs this man who's standing next to her, like behind the booth mm-hmm. and kind of pushes him to deal with the situation. a bodyguard he was a guy he was the guy manning the booth with her, oh, interesting. okay. Yeah. Campbell then shouts that she stole $200 from his daughter for a fitness plan that she never received and that they are going to bring Brittany to court. Obviously, this isn't true. It's very much like a punked prank set up to make a scene. But when Campbell posted online, it receives almost 2 million views.
2: Okay, so did he know that she was a scammer and he pl- he decided to, like, prank her on camera to see her reaction?
0: Yes, and I feel like it kind of makes more sense when you watch the video, but even before the confrontation, yeah, he leads up to it with some information about Brittany and her being a scam
2: artist. Oh my gosh, okay. Yes,
0: yeah, so this was fully staged on his end. He went in knowing that she had scammed people mm-hmm. of between 100 to $300 for these fitness plans, and that was kind of the
2: prank that he ran with. Wow. So she kind of gave herself away by reacting like that. Fully. Because if someone came up to me and was like, you stole $200 from my daughter, I'd be like, what? (laughs) No, I didn't. What are you talking about? And that's the thing is
0: Brittany clearly knows what this man is talking about the instant he mentions stolen money. Like she doesn't try to get an understanding of the situation or try to like remedy it it at all. Mm -hmm. She simply just like grabs that man
2: and has him deal with it. It's like, handle this. Yeah. And I feel Uh. like,
0: to me, that shows that she's not really taking responsibility for it. It's
2: definitely an odd choice of reaction. Yeah, and it's caught all
0: on camera. So following the viral video, Brittany lost several of her social media sponsors. She was even featured on Good Morning America as a cautionary tale to people looking for fitness and nutrition plans from influencers. She later issued a tearful apology on her YouTube channel, but the video has since been deleted, trying to find it. And most of her scammed clients considered this to just be too little, too late. A change.org petition was started, directed to the Federal Trades Commission to stop her business. And it currently has over 16,000 signatures. The Better Business Bureau had received a bunch of complaints as well and contacted her to request that she remove whatever it was that people were complaining about. So at this point, she stopped selling her programs.
2: I'm happy she listened.
0: Yeah, but I think it was almost only out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Like she knew she knew she had kind
2: of... Gone too far. Caused
0: a, a shitstorm. And yeah, <laughs> she'd gone too far. And her tune quickly changed into that of being the victim in this whole scenario. She has claimed that she's been bullied, stalked, and harassed, and is a victim of media manipulation and cancel culture, clearly taking little to no responsibility for her very harmful actions.
2: Yeah, that's problematic because there are a lot of people who are victims of her programs Mm -hmm. or her quote-unquote customized (laughs) nutrition plans, but I'm wondering because she is so popular still, right? Like she still Mm -hmm. has a following. Does she have Supporters? Yes.
0: And so we'll kind of get into this a little bit later because she takes like a different path in life and her followers are just a different type of people now. (laughs) Okay.
2: I'm hoping. We'll get into it. I don't
0: want to spoil too much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then February of last year, so of 2022, the state of Texas announced that. It is suing Brittany Dawn for violating Texas state consumer protection laws by using deceptive trade practices and is seeking up to $1 million in damages. The fact that many of her alleged victims were struggling with disordered eating is a focal point of this lawsuit because not only were these women coming to her in a vulnerable state, but they were purposefully being misled for financial gain. By positioning herself as an authority on nutrition and fitness and by sharing information about recovering from her eating disorder using nutrition and fitness, she was indicating that she had knowledge or training to address eating disorders when she did not. Of course, Brittany Dawn denies every allegation against her, including that she accepted consumers with eating disorders, but 14 former clients referenced their eating disorders in their official complaints.
2: I guess the good thing about this is that there will be a lot of social media and email receipts. Like, I bet a lot of her communication is just done online.
0: It's all traceable. Yeah. Which is good for the victims, for sure. When one of the victims was being onboarded onto one of Brittany's plans, she stated, I truly need guidance, help, the right information, and support right now. I currently have an eating disorder, horrible body image views. I'm underweight for my height. And Brittany allegedly responded, Great. Welcome to the hashtag Team Brittany Dawn family.
2: Wow. Okay, that was one question I still had was, like, did she know that people were struggling with disordered eating or eating disorders when they came to her? But it seems like people were saying that right up front.
0: Yeah, so I don't by any means think that everyone who came to her had disordered eating. I do think that some people were just genuinely looking for weight loss or things mm-hmm. like that. But there were certain cases where people had talked to her, and in some cases one-on-one,
2: mm-hmm.
0: where they identified the disordered eating that they were struggling with. Right. So she knew.
2: They, they probably felt really comfortable with her because she had her own history.
0: hmm So another past client who was only provided two weeks of the two months worth of coaching sessions that she had paid for, said that she was refused a full refund. About their sessions together, she stated, I went into detail about my depression, about how I was suicidal, about how I was eating, about how I was binge eating. You're paying somebody to help you and be there for you, for somebody to basically take your money and run. It hurts. So if... And when these instances are corroborated, Brittany could be in a lot of trouble. And as she should be, for these women to seek her out and put trust in her only to be scammed, I can only imagine that this would set them back in their recovery journeys.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's reckless, it's undoubtedly harmful. And then <laughs> I just think it's so silly that she wouldn't give a refund. Like, mm-hmm. You could have saved yourself so much trouble if you had just given people their money back when they asked. Yeah. She must have been making tons of money. Tons of money. But if you do look at
0: her social media platforms, it does look like she lives lavishly.
2: Okay. Yeah. She. Lifestyle creep.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But she's always like dressed to the nines, always really put together. She's always at Starbucks. So, you know, you have to have money. Yeah. But. I wonder almost if she was spending money as it was coming in.
2: Yeah, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. And maybe didn't have the money to refund, to refund people. people. But back to the lawsuit. So, this lawsuit also states that her plans were not personalized, which we've already established, mm-hmm. that she ignored the consumer complaints, and that she unlawfully charged clients a shipping fee for her programs, <laughs> which were all provided via email. <laughs>
2: That is ridiculous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And fun fact, Brittany Dawn's jury trial is scheduled to start the same day this episode is released. Which is actually just a super weird coincidence and was not planned on my part at all. (laughs) So for more information and updates on this case, they will be available soon.
2: That's actually wild because this story has been on our episode list for a long time.
0: I know. And what are the odds at the time we decided to cover it? happens to be such a pivotal moment in like the case meant to be (laughs) meant to be unfortunately this isn't the end of the britney dawn drama it only gets worse from here from 2019 to present day she does a complete rebrand she goes from being an untrained nutrition and fitness professional to an uncredited faith leader She begins posting Christian-based social media content to her now combined 2 million followers with her Instagram bio now reading wildly in love with Jesus and writer of truth-filled captions. I feel like it's important to note that over the last few years, she was briefly banned from Facebook for promoting COVID misinformation and QAnon conspiracy theories. So I don't know if she even knows the definition of the word truth. In 2022, she started her own Christian ministry called She Lives Freed. Here she hosts conferences and retreats, baptizes other women, and sells a whole lot of merch. These events have been described more like female empowerment retreats, where she draws in a lot of other women who are also in the business of selling, many of whom are also influencers and others who work for multi-level marketing businesses. And it is a little bit suspect. Like, I'm all for women supporting women, women getting together to talk about business. But the pivot is a little bit suspect, especially to her previous clients who followed her for her lifestyle content. A lot of them think that this is her way of trying to get out of taking ownership for her actions. Like, she claims to have been transformed but doesn't accept criticism or responsibility because that isn't who she is anymore. So it's a super frustrating stance to disagree with.
2: Definitely. And you know, this isn't our first diet to religion pipeline Mm -hmm. story. (laughs) Yeah, we had Gwen Shamblin. Yeah. But yes, you're right. It does stop her from taking accountability for her actions. And an apology could probably go a really long way in her case. Yes. But she's going more the route where God has forgiven her, so she's good to move on from it. And that's all the forgiveness she needs. Exactly. So
0: aside from her new religious identity, she's also been involved in some other pretty serious scandals, including multiple instances of animal abuse.
2: Oh, no. Yeah.
0: So the stable owner where Brittany kept her horse exposed her for not making her boarding payments and for neglecting the horse Aww. of veterinary care. Thankfully, the stable owner stepped in and covered the cost, but apparently the poor thing was pretty sick. Aww. So her boyfriend at the time, Brittany's boyfriend at the time, former police officer Jordan Nelson, shot their dog after he had been let out by Brittany to go explore on his own. And he was ultimately hit by a car. He was still alive after being hit, but rather than bringing him to the vet, they shot him, which isn't something you would think an ex vet tech would promote right. or publish oh on God. their social channels.
2: But Brittany did, and people were furious. I forgot she was an ex vet tech, mm-hmm. so she would know about humane euthanization and all the like, all the options that are out there. It just seems so unnecessary. Yeah.
0: In 2021, Brittany befriends James, a homeless man at her church. Her and Jordan provide him with food and clothing in what was described online as a pretty woman montage that she filmed and posted. She claimed to want to help him get the support that he needed to overcome his addiction. So she set up a GoFundMe where they raised $25,000, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. James headed to a Christian rehab facility in Ohio, but this rehab facility was free. So it cost Uh no money to go to. And Brittany and Jordan likely spent maybe a few hundred dollars to get him there. So after James leaves the rehab facility, he rightfully contacts them about the additional money they raised for him and he gets blocked. And he never hears from them again.
2: Oh, you're kidding me. I'm not surprised, but (laughs) that's awful. Isn't it
0: terrible? Heartless. Yeah. Like, they profited off of this man. They used his story to make money for themselves and then disregarded him when he needed the money or, like, came to them for the money.
2: Wow. That's awful.
0: That's really bad. So, coincidentally or not, Brittany and Jordan got married in an extravagant wedding only like a few weeks or months after this whole incident happened. Maybe a $25,000 wedding? <laughs> it looked like it was probably more than that, but the twenty-five dollars probably helped. Could have helped, yeah. Um, but people who contributed to the GoFundMe are still wondering to this day if they actually helped fund her wedding. Wow. Yes. Lastly and worstly, and I don't know why I'm ending with this one, But Brittany and Jordan, they decide to become foster parents, which is a very nice and a very noble thing to do. Before even having a child, Brittany apparently began to monetize the experience with affiliate links for the baby supplies that she got. In December of last year, they received a baby. Brittany shared on her platforms that the baby suffered from substance withdrawal and posted a photo of the infant with their face blurred out, which is a huge no-no right? when you're a foster parent. Like, you're not supposed to provide the public with any identifying information about your foster child, especially when everybody knows where she lives in Texas.
2: Yeah, and her, I'm sure friends, family, people in the community are seeing her posts. Of course.
0: But yeah, thankfully, the baby was reunified with his parents quickly after. So I think that the baby's only there for about a month or so. And then just last month, Brittany and Jordan received another child to foster. And she posted a photo of the baby's legs and feet on her Instagram profile, revealing that they are Black. And people are outraged and confused as to how Black baby could be placed with this family. So I previously mentioned that Brittany's husband, Jordan, was a former police officer. Well, he worked for the Kansas City Police Department, where in 2013, he was sued by the American Civil Liberties Union for the use of excessive force on an unarmed Black man who was cooperating with the police. The case was settled out of court, and it's unclear if Jordan was fired from the force or if he left on his own accord, but that doesn't really matter here. How does a family with a documented instance of violence against a Black man receive a Black baby to foster? It's shocking and disgusting. It literally makes me feel sick to my stomach. And I really hope that that baby is okay. Yeah, me too. It's bad. I don't know why I ended with that story, but that is it. Her trial does start on Monday, so March 6th. So stay tuned for updates. A lot of people have speculated whether her becoming a foster parent was a strategic move to garner sympathy from the jury. And this is what she does well. She is a really good storyteller. So where she's lacked in fundamental knowledge and in some cases morals, she has made up for with the appearance of an aspirational and wholesome lifestyle. Hmm. And I think that this is a really good reminder for all of us that a large social following and even a blue check mark are not indicators of authority and especially with nutrition. It's important to remember that terms like nutritionist aren't regulated in most areas of the world, meaning that literally anyone can use it. So find people you trust and stick with them.
2: Yes. Holy smokes. I'm like still processing. There was so many elements to that story and it just kept I getting know. more confusing and I think that's really interesting that she might have You know, people are speculating if she might have become a foster parent to garner sympathy because I feel like that's almost a good tactic. Yeah. You know what I mean? As soon as you said she was a foster parent now and like hearing about the fertility issues, I started to be like, oh, you know, that that sounds hard. And fostering is such an amazing thing to do if you have the capacity to do it. Mm -hmm. But then I have to think back to the start of the story and how many people she like knowingly harmed with those quote-unquote meal plans. I don't even want to call them meal plans.
0: Like snack plans, not even.
2: <laughs> ingredient plans. <laughs> Half-baked <laughs> ingredient plans. Half-baked Not, not plans. even enough ingredients. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely, definitely be following along to see how the trial goes. Yeah,
0: no, it's 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 wild. And I should very clearly state here that where I got opinions and things like this from about things like the fostering um sympathy from the jury it is from this reddit group there's like thousands and thousands of people on this reddit community Mm -hmm. who talk about the britney dawn scandal and that's where i collected like any opinions in this episode
2: okay well i thought that was really good i learned a lot i've honestly never heard of britney dawn and i kind of wish i hadn't (laughs) i'm so sorry yeah (laughs) I know. I had heard of her. Like I had heard whisperings of who she
0: was, but yeah, yeah, I I knew that she was a fitness and nutrition influencer, but I did not know the depths of the story. I also kind of wish I could go back in time and not know it. So (laughs) sorry, listeners. (laughs) Now you're in the same boat as us. (laughs) But it is interesting. And I do think that it is important to know that this stuff happens, but that also stuff is happening against it. Yes. The state of Texas is making moves to hopefully prevent things like this from happening in the future.
2: Yeah, definitely. To set the precedent. Mm-hmm. For sure. Exactly. Great job, Becca. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsavory. You can find all of the references and materials used to put this episode together in our show notes at unsavorypodcast.com. This is an independently produced podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would rate, review, follow, and share our show with your true crime and food-loving friends. This is the best way that you can support us for free. If you'd like to donate to our podcast, you can sign up as a donor through our Patreon link in our bio. For more information, follow us on Instagram at unsavorypodcast. If you have an idea for an episode or segment, email us at unsavorypod at gmail.com. This podcast was recorded and edited by Jeff Devine. Learn more at Jeff Devine Sound on Instagram.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.